Oh, some technical difficulties. Sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the seventh inning stretch. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Edwards, and with me, as always, the ride or die, the ingenious, the wonderful Josh Lewis. Josh, how are you? Dude, I'm I'm better after that intro, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Sorry about my little clickies not working correctly. Oh no, you're good. I was supposed to transition a lot smoother and a lot cooler. <laughs> What's up, Adam? How are you? Welcome for joining us tonight. All right. Uh, I will throw a shout out just before we get going. Adam and I have an episode coming out uh, on my other ch- show uh, later this week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, he's my he's my guest this week, so that'll be fun. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about seventh inning stretch. So, uh, we're going to be jumping into our, uh, season predictions, our grand season predictions, like everybody is doing, but we're smarter than everybody, right, Edwards? So we're going to do ours and (laughs) that's, that's the story and we're sticking to it. Uh, so we've already gone through all of our division winners. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit here and there probably. Uh, but, uh, if you guys want to see those, we did an episode for each division. You can go back and see those for seventh inning stretch on the VSN Baseball Network uh, here on YouTube. Go check those out if you want to see any of those. We had different guests for different divisions. Super fun. Uh, it was great. And so now we're back to do our World Series predictions, our award ceremony predictions, and all of that fun stuff. And we will jump into that after... We pay some bills. We're going to do that right off the bat here. So we will talk a little bit about SeatGeek. All right. So I'm a baseball guy, and my goal is to actually see a game in every Major League Baseball stadium. Now, I'm more than a third of the way there, and I never buy from the team's websites. SeatGeek is my first stop whenever I'm heading to a new city for a ball game. Now, obviously, they've got some other sports as well as concert tickets, Broadway, comedy. I mean, you name it. And now for VSN listeners, they're actually offering you 20 bucks off your first ticket purchase. So just use the code VSN. That stands for Variety Sports Network. So that's VSN to save 20 bucks. So put that to use for some food or for some drinks at whatever event you are wanting to attend. Again, that code is VSN to save 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase. So that being said, Josh Edwards, we have opening day this week. I'm so excited. <laughs> I have blocked Dude, I am, I'm. I, I I've got recently. Yeah, I am. I'm super pumped. I blocked out the day. Like I'm on Pacific time, right? So we got early because my Giants are on the East Coast. We got 10 o'clock games time, um, a.m. And so I'm super pumped for a full day of baseball. Um, it'll be a nice little breather after we had a couple of birthdays in my family this week over the last few days. And so it'll be a nice little breather from all of that. Uh, but I am super pumped to for opening day. What is just kind of a sidebar? This wasn't in the script, so to speak. Just what is, <laughs> what is what does opening day mean to you, man? Like this is like our this is like our one of our holidays, right? Like this is I'm I'm so looking forward to it. So I'm not quite at the point in my life where I can take off for opening day from work. Um, (laughs) But I'm lucky enough to work at a place where 99% of the office all roots for the same team. Nice. (laughs) And it's our local team. So we will have it on our computers playing in the background. So at least we'll be able to listen. Uh, 
but no, opening day is huge, man. Uh, being a St. Louis guy, uh, much like Chicago and Boston, New York, every city, every team has their their opening day celebration. But St. Louis is by far a little different than everybody else's. Uh, the Anheuser Busch Clydesdales come out uh, and take a lap around Busch Stadium. Yeah, all the uh, all the guys in the red jackets, which if you don't know, those are the uh, Cardinal Hall of Famers uh, elected by the St. Louis setup. Yeah, that's um, cool. Mostly the big names. So all those guys come back. You got the intros. It's a days long set of festivities in St. Louis when you go. Um, yeah, I'm in the midnight. Oh wow, I should I should I should clarify to to Adam and to anybody. I'm at 10 a.m. Like the the Giants are on the East Coast, so they're playing at one uh, East Coast time, and so they'll play at 10 uh, here on the West coast, even though I'm technically not on the West coast, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm just, I'm super excited about it. There's something special about opening day. You've got a million amazing. Uh, I can't remember if it was on my Twitter feed or if it was on the VSN baseball Twitter feed uh, posted the uh, pitching matchups for opening day. Right. And that's just always a blast. Like you're never going to get those type of matchups. Or I shouldn't say never. You're not going to get those guaranteed matchups during the season because of scheduling and how it kind of shakes out and how different things match up and whatnot. It's the first game of the season. So you're seeing all the aces, which is so much fun. Uh, I love great pitching. And so that'll be a blast to see. I almost bought, I was at a spring training game a few days ago and I almost bought a t-shirt there that said uh, opening day should be a national holiday. Uh, and I'm just like, yes, that I am a hundred percent with that. Uh, so I, I am, I like for me, Super Bowl too. I, I think Super Bowl has that, that draw as well, but opening day specifically should be a national holiday. Uh, everybody should just be like, nope, all day baseball. And like Adam says in the comments there, I am, I'm planning to literally watch baseball all day, like literally all day. Um, and so it'll be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. I love opening day. It's my, one of my favorite days of the year. And so that being said, like what's going to happen? <laughs> this year uh we we talked about it's it's going to be interesting we talked a lot about the different divisions and what's going to kind of shake out in each division uh we talked a little bit about uh the schedule the schedule being different this year obviously we've got all the new rules i mean it's just this year i feel like is just not necessarily more special but more uh i don't know just you don't know what's going to happen. Like, like it's just, there's so many unknowns, right? Like it's just with, with the new rules, with the new schedule changes, with the everybody playing everybody. I mean, just, are, are you feeling that? Like, do you have a firm, do you feel like you ha have a firm grasp on the season or are you like, I have no clue what to expect this year. So you, you kind of took the words out of my mouth there. Um, but this is going to be very unscripted, I feel like, this season. I think it's going to be very different. We've already seen some some big changes in spring training. Yes, WBC was going on. Most of the major players were gone for two weeks. Um, not most major players. Wrong words. Um, a lot of the all-stars were gone because yeah. um, there's obviously so many major players in the major leagues. But it's – this season's gonna be different, man. This is why I've got a couple. I got a couple picks. You're probably gonna go what? Um, <laughs> two, and be like, that's not normally something you would say. So I, I don't know. Um, 
I think when we did our division breakdowns, I wasn't really it hadn't settled in for me yet. Yeah. And I wasn't processing and thinking about everything forward. I was basing a lot of it off just the offseason and last year. Yeah. And now I'm kind of wanting to hedge my bets on some of my predictions. And picks. <laughs> yeah, right. I, so, I have that. So it's funny you say that because I literally had the thought as you were just saying that I'm like, I totally did that too. I kind of made my division picks like almost in a vacuum, right? Like of just, I'm just looking at this division. What are, who are some players to keep an eye on? How'd their off season go, et cetera, et cetera. Now we're looking at, especially in this episode and looking forward to the whole year as a whole, you're just like, Oh shoot. Like there's a, there's a lot of un- unknowns here and, and what's it going to, how's it going to shake out to be? So, um, so with that being said, let's, let's get into some of these uh, awards here. Cause I'm sure it's going to get uh, deep into the weeds a couple of times. And so we'll plan for that a little bit. Uh, so let's start with some of uh, kind of the minor ones here. Um, Let's do. Let's start with uh, comeback player of the year. Let's start with that one. Uh, injured players, kind of uh, coming back, or or players coming back. This one's a really hard one for me because it's hard for me to grasp. Like, all right, who's who's going to be hurt or who's coming back? It's hard for me to like remember. Uh, I have a. I do have a pick for one of them, but uh, one of them I might. Uh, like you said, hedge my bets on a little bit because I'm not sure really how it's going to go down. So let's let's start with comeback players of the year. If you want to take a shot at one of those, we can start NL or AL, however you want, whatever you want to do there. What's one of your picks for that? Well, my the one I want to pick because I think it's kind of out of left field for me uh, is Cody Bellinger. Hmm. I like um, that one. I don't know, man. <sighs> There's something that tells me the Cubs are going to be better than everybody predicts this year. I, I don't I'm know with what you it on is. That. Yeah, but I, I'm talking on a bigger scale. Okay. Uh, I think a, I think a couple of these retread players. I I just got a feeling somebody's going to pick up and at least have maybe not turn their career around, but have yeah. a, have a solid year. And if it's Cody Bellinger and he hits 275 and has 25 home runs and 20 stolen bases and you know is better than average defensively. I mean, that really could put him in the category for comeback player of the year. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So I, that that's I my like that. kind of outside pick. Yeah, I like that. So that'd be so yes. So NL Cubs. I have a couple comeback players of the year. I tend to think of it as just injuries. Like you're coming back from an injury or like or something to that effect and you have a good year or a great year and now like you are back and so comeback player of the year but i i have seen it happen to where it's guys who just had like absolute terrible seasons and then they have like a phenomenal season and they're voted for comeback player of the year so that's kind of wonky to me but if we use that thinking um, I have I have two guys in mind, one for NL, one for AL. The the AL one, again, I'm hedging my bets only because I want to see it. I don't know if it'll actually see it. I'll probably catch a lot of crap for it. Uh, but my AL pick is Joey Gallo. And here's he is playing for the twins this year. The shift is changed. I know they're gonna shift that outfield on a it like started out as a pretty good player and just fell off the map with the with 
the shifts and striking out and all that. And so I would really like to see him have uh, a really great season with the shifts not being kind of as, as effective. And then my other one, again, trying to think outside of the box a little bit in the NL, I really like the Cody Bellinger pick. I really like that one. I, you might've sold me on that one. Um, but my, my pick to begin with, um, even though he's scheduled to miss a lot of time was Bryce Harper. Like I, he's, he's going into the season hurt. He's not going to be on the opening day roster. He's going through, uh, his stuff with his, with his arm, but he's still going to be able to hit sooner than he's going to be able to play the field. And he is one of those guys that could come back even, even mid season and just be like, and just tear it up and be one of those guys. that's like, all right, well, the voters are going to be like, all right, well, he only played half the season, but he's so much better than everybody else that, all right, he's going to get comeback player of the year, even though it's, it's almost one of those things where it's in the same year. So it's weird, but so those are my two picks. What do you think of those? I mean, Yeah, I mean, I'm good with them. I, I can't negate. I don't. I don't know about Joey Gallo. <laughs> I know. I, as soon as he came to my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna catch so much junk for this. Like, it's he's one of those guys that for some reason I just I have so much sympathy for him because he's just been trashed on so much by me, even too. Like, I I'm totally guilty of it too. But he's one of those guys where I'm like, ah, oh, come on, Joey, have a have a good year, man. Come on. <laughs> Um, the Harper pick I can totally get behind, especially if he comes back and he, he looks even relatively close to all-star level. Um, but his bat's going to be there whenever he comes back anyways. He's already proven that. Yeah. Uh, so especially if they make a deep, deep playoff run and he's the catalyst to it. Like, let's say they're struggling sure. and then he gets back in lineup and they just kind of take off and go and make a deep, deep run. I can totally see that. Yeah, totally. So I'm not against that at all. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I I didn't even even really think of that of kind of coming back in the middle of the season. Yeah, as as like a catalyst per se. I was again guilty of looking at things in a vacuum of just him. Uh, but yeah, if his, if the Phillies are are there and they're trying to uh, make the playoffs, then like. Man, that's just that's just kind of another feather in his cap, so to speak. So, um, yeah, that's those are those are kind of my my uh, my two big picks. I can't really. You guys can comment down in the comments there of, of who you guys think your picks will be. Comeback player of the year is always weird for me because I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, he came back, awesome. Um, <laughs> obviously, being a Giants homer, I would love to see Brandon Crawford come back and have a great year, but that doesn't really count. So <laughs> fair enough. Uh, he's 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 a guy. He was healthy most of the year last year, but um yeah, it's just that that doesn't really count for me. So I'll I'll leave my my homerism aside there. But um all right, let's move on to the youngins. I've had a really fun time seeing a lot of young players in spring training this year. Um, none of them really jumped out at me as like, oh man, this guy's gonna be a stud, other than guys that were already studs so uh let's start looking at rookie of the year candidates a little bit here um and let's start in the american league because i feel like there's a favorite and then like everybody else right like <laughs> uh it is kind of what it what it seems like um but but for me i'll i'll lead this one off for me like 
it's got it's got to be Gunnar Henderson from the Orioles. Like he's he's got to be the favorite to win Rookie of the Year in the American League. I just I don't see anybody making as big of an impact as he will. Um, although, um, or I'll let you. I don't want to steal any words. I'll let you react to that and and tell me who your pick is first. Actually, I agree with you on that one. From everything I've heard, and he would be the favorite out of the AL. Just, I can't even debate that one. He looks so good. Like he is one of those guys where you're just like, he's going to be good for a long time. Like it's not just rookie of the year type thing where he can be a, he can kind of flash, but play like he's able to play shortstop. He's able to play third, third base as well. Like, and he just can rake. And so, I mean, I, I don't feel like anybody has a chance <laughs> really. Uh, uh, although one guy that I do, uh, like to kind of think about only because it's an anomaly. We don't really necessarily know what to expect is um, the guy from uh, Boston, Masataka Yoshida that they just got from, from Japan. Um, he's one of those guys, Japanese players, especially for me, you just really, you never know what to expect. Like he could come over and just, he had a great world baseball classic. Um, I mean, he could come over here and just kill it. I mean, a la like Ichiro or somebody like that. Uh, obviously, Shohei Atani has done it more recently. <laughs> but the you just but for for every player like that, you've got guys who also come in like um, like Daisuke Matsuzaka, who comes in and is like good, but not necessarily like lights out like a world beater. Yeah, like like a Shohei or a, or an Ichiro type of player, and so you just uh, it's always a fifty fifty shot for me for for guys coming over from the Japanese leagues. They're either really really good or really really bad. Like uh, there there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of middle ground. So that that but that's a guy that I would love to kind of keep an eye on. Obviously, uh, Anthony Volpe from the Yankees. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, Tristan Cassis from the Red Sox as well. Um, so there's a few guys that could maybe uh, make make a run at it, um, but no, <laughs> Gunnar Henderson's my guy. Uh, I mean, he's just I love watching him play. He's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, there's just not a whole lot uh, that we can say about him. Um, I think NL is the National League is more of a conversation. So I'll let you lead off for the for the National League. Well, I have two guys who are gonna. I got one of these two guys is gonna win it. And that's uh, – if I'm wrong, I'll be shocked. Like, I mean, I'll be stupid shocked. It's either going to be Corbin Carroll from the D-backs mm -hmm. or – and I'm going to go a little homer right here. Uh -huh. I knew where it's you were gonna going. It's going to be Jordan Walker. Yes. It's going to be Jordan Walker. I knew you had to get him in there. And, like, oh, he, he made to. the opening – he made the opening day roster, so it's going to be – it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and he's going to be starting in right field for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, which, this isn't the Cardinals episode, but it obviously throws the outfield into kind of a disarray, compete for playing time right now. Yeah. Um, but shout so out to Birds at Bush. If you guys want to talk Cardinals, man, this guy, Edwards is, <laughs> this guy is your man, man. Just go, yeah, go watch Birds at Bush. We have fun over there, too. Yeah. It's just a little different atmosphere. But, yeah, come over to Birds sure. at Bush if you want to have that conversation. We will be talking about that for sure on Wednesday night um, between 8 and 8.30. So, anyways, um, yeah, Jordan Walker, man, he, he's got it all. And then 
the big reason they got, they know the kid's got the bat. He's got the speed. He's defensively sound, and he's not even actually an outfielder. He's a third baseman. But when you got Nolan Arenado in the corner, what are <laughs> yeah, you going to do? He's with not going to play third everything? Yeah. <laughs> no, you find a place in the lineup for him, and it's not DH because yeah. he's so young. So um, he's going to play right field. He's going to be fantastic. Uh, people say that he's the closest thing you've seen since Pujols rookie year. Um, wow, maybe the best prospect prospect the Cardinals have had since Oscar Taveras. And that's a whole nother conversation because he ended up picking the number 18 Jersey, which was Oscar's Jersey. So how funny <laughs> if you want to hear that stuff, come over to birds at Bush on Wednesday night. Cause that'll be a topic conversation as well, but no, he's, he's going to be the real deal. Uh, they say he's very professional and for his age, he seems like a seasoned veteran already. So uh, it'll either be Jordan or, or Corbin in my opinion. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And I'm I'm semi-flipped only because I don't have the heart in it like you do. <laughs> so I have I have Corbin Carroll one uh and Jordan Walker two. Um I could see an outside shot for again with the with the overseas players. I could see an outside outside shot for Kodai Senga with the men with the Mets. Um there's some young guys coming up uh with other teams. I'm not really sure how they're gonna shake out. You got like um Ezekiel Tovar from the Rockies, which the Rockies are terrible, so I'm sure we'll see him at some point. Um but you've got like Cade Cavalli of the Nationals. I only know that name because I just started getting into the Nationals a little bit uh, <laughs> because of because of our episode last week. Um, so Cade uh, Cavalli for the Nationals, uh, Ellie De La Cruz for the Reds. The Reds are terrible as well. So see how that goes. Um, but anyway, all all that to say. So there's guys again that can make an outside shot. But yeah, for me it's Corbin Carroll. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard. Obviously, I live in Arizona, so I do hear a lot more. Uh, hype for him uh, I'll be honest like whether it's sports radio or or other shows or whatnot uh social media and and everything so I do feel like I do hear a lot more hype for him than any other player and so I'm trying to be subjective and not like drink the Kool-Aid that I'm surrounded by all the time but at the same time watching him play dude's a stud like I like I, he'll he'll be great I think that uh, it will be a two horse race between him and Walker um, since we both know, since we know that, that Walker is going to be there now. Um, but yeah, man, he's just, he's fun to watch and he's got speed to watch and just the diamondbacks are dangerous, man. They're fast. They're young. Um, and I think that'll have a lot to do with how they do. I think the Cardinals are, they're always solid, right? They're always going to compete for, for a, for a division title and whatnot. I think they'll, I think they'll win the division this year as well. But so I think that helps Jordan Walker on one side, but then on the flip side of Corbin Carroll, if the diamondbacks make a run of any kind, they finish above 500, maybe they fight, maybe they fight for a wild card spot or whatever. Corbin Carroll is going to be at the heart of that. And so if they make this unprecedented run, which a lot of us, of us talking heads are, are saying that they have a shot to do with all their young talent, that he's going to be at the center of that. And that might kind of boost him over the edge a little bit. Um, because yeah, like you said, Jordan Walker might be, might get lost in the shuffle a little bit with Arenado and Goldschmidt and those guys, um, to where he's not, um, not the focus point, but I think, but I do think that bodes well for him for future. I think he'll have a very successful career because it's not put all on him right from the get go, if that makes sense. And the flip side for Corbin Carroll is if the D backs are bad and he's not the best player on the team, yeah, that will hurt him as well. 
Absolutely. So, I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword. So I'd rather be in Walker's um, shoes also because he's going to have more protection in the lineup when he's at the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Like, of course, these pitchers are going to come after him at first, but two months in, if he's hitting 300 and he's got eight home runs, nine home runs, yep. and he's on base percentage, he's where it needs – I mean, and this can be a different ballgame because he will actually have protection. Um, yep. And he will get to see pitches from time to time. So – but no, Corbin Carroll to me is scary good. I think he is going to be one of the next young stars of the MLB, and I hope he gets to stay with the Diamondbacks because I would love to see the Diamondbacks become competitive again, uh, especially if they do what everybody else is doing now and they start wearing the throwback jerseys every Friday night or something. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, man, yeah. I, I love it. I think – yeah, I just – they're so young, like everybody on the Diamondbacks. They're just, they're so young. Um, but that being said, I think that uh, that segues nicely into um, our next subject of manager of the year, because that's my pick for the National League, uh, is the uh, is Tori Lovello from the, from the Diamondbacks. Um, I think that they have a real good shot to um, exceed. They are very young, um, but... Again, like I'm, I'm not to drink the Kool-Aid of everything that I've heard in my Nick of the Woods, but um, just I I really like Tori Lavello. Oh, I like I love how he kind of handles his staff and and whatnot. Uh, and so he'd be my pick if they if they make a run again, double-edged sword, like you said. But if they make a run and they're really in the thick of it uh, and they make the playoffs, I think he wins it for the National League. What, what are your, your thoughts for, for managers? Um, I think that's a good pick. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make kind of a double edged prediction here. I think the Marlins are going to be better than what, people expect them to be and like sniff the playoffs. So I kind of want to go skip Schumacher. Oh, I like it. Just That's as like a real, a real different kind of a pick. I don't want to take a safe pick. I want to take something that's cold. So yeah. I want to go skip Schumacher. I like that. I like that a lot. Actually. I think that that's a really, really good one. Um, man, I'm like, that's throwing me here a little bit. I, I like, skip, I mean, a lot's I like, skip, go. yeah, a lot's got to go right, especially in that division. But man, that could be, that could be really, really cool. I like him. I like the staff that he's put together. Uh, man. Yeah. I, I like that pick. That's a good one. Um, it's not, it's not very often that you make a pick that makes me speechless. Like <laughs> I'm usually pretty safe. Like it, that's, that's a good one. I, li I like that one a lot. Okay, so let's flip over to the American League. What do you got over there? So I'm going with Brandon Hyde of the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, he was in the running last year. Yeah, and I think if they make their playoff push this year, he gets it. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good one. I think they other than maybe the blue Jays and the Rays are always pesky and whatnot, but the, and the Yankees are just always decimated by injuries. It seems like, uh, so I could, I could see them taking the division, honestly, like that's, I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibility. Like I, that's not my prediction by any means. I just don't think that 
it's crazy to think about. Um, and I think you're right. I think if they do something like that, or maybe they're the first wild card in or something like that. Yeah. I think that if they take a giant step forward from last year, um, yeah, he's going to be a good one. Uh, mine, mine is from the same division. Mine's John Schneider from, from Toronto. Um, so I, I want to see them kind of make that next step of kind of like this whole thing of like always the bridesmaid, never the bride kind of thing in that division <laughs> of like, I, I want to see Toronto be good, man. I, I want to see them take the next step. They've got so much talent. Um, they made some good moves. I think that um, Vladdy Guerrero can compete for an MVP teaser for later, but uh, they, they just, they have so much great talent and I, and I would love to see him succeed. I think he, uh, is a good manager, uh, especially taking over from, uh, kind of the turmoil that was last season and whatnot. Um, I, I would love to see him, uh, kind of take that step and, and be that, uh, so that, that whole division is pretty interesting, uh, this oh, year yeah. to kind of see, kind of see what happens. So I think either one of those are good. You can never count out. I mean, Terry Francona won it last year from the guardians. Like, I mean, I, I don't put it outside of the realm of possibility of, uh, him winning it. My one that I, that I hate, or that not, not that I hate, but that I like, if he, if I say this, I'm going to get a lot of hate for it. But my hot take, if you guys go back and watch the episode on the AL West, my hot take is that the Angels will make the playoffs. <laughs> and so that I know that was much more with my heart than with my head, but that is my... And if they make the playoffs, Phil Nevin for manager of the year. Because apparently over the last 10 years, nobody else could do it. So Phil Nevin for manager of the year. I don't like him as a manager. That's why I'm saying I kind of hate it. But if they make the playoffs... Phil Nevin, manager of the year in the American League. Um, that's that. That would be my my outside of the realms of possibility type of pick. And who was your NL? Because I didn't get to write it down. Uh, so my NL was. Um, oh shoot! I just blinked on it. Who did I say? Um, somebody rewind the tape. Uh, <laughs> somebody. Oh who did I tape. say? Like it literally just like fell out of my brain. Of course, I would ask you. And uh, oh, Tori Lavello. There we go. I'm like Lavello. <laughs> I'm like, what just happened to my brain? Sorry, football brain. I came straight from football practice. But no, you're good. I was just like, what was the last name? Because I didn't catch it. Yeah, to, yeah, Tori Lavello for the for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was like the worst brain fart ever. Um, all right, so yeah, so those are my uh, my manager of the year kind of picks there. All right, let's get into the big guns. All right. The big awards. Those are always kind of the fun ones that that we jump into. Um, so let's go. Let's go into our, our our big guns here. But before I forget, since we're kind of halfway home here, let's jump into uh, again paying some bills with our other uh, sponsor here with Row One. They have a lot of great cool stuff. Uh, I was shouting them out on the uh, uh, Giants podcast this last weekend. So let's hear from them real quick. Let's be honest. You're here because you love sports. We love sports too. And our friends over at Row One Brand love sports as much as we do. Row One Brand sells sports wall art, sports gift watches, and vintage apparel with ornamental designs created from real game ticket stubs and vintage sports memorabilia in their collection. If you want some vintage Golden State Warriors memorabilia, they have that too. It's a sports collector's dream website for anything sports related. Go over to one, rowonebrand.com to check out their great inventory. And we use the promo code BSP15 you'll get 15% off any item on the whole site. 
That's code VSP15 for 15% off any item on the site. So click on the link below and go check them out. Low Run Brands, America's best vintage sports art, sports gifts. All right, so let's get into the big dogs, Hold so on. to speak. Before we get oh, to the yes. big dogs, because neither one of us talked about this in pre-production, and I totally spaced it. Um, another thing about the Cubs, this goes back to me talking about the Cubs earlier, and I just forgot to throw this in there. Yeah, love it. They did sign Nico Horner to a three-year, $35 million extension. What are the Cubs doing? I think they are trying to build a team now. I think they're done with their full-blown sellout and their rebuilding. They're trying to take steps forward. So that's part of the whole combination of I think the Cubs are going to be better than everybody thinks they are. Yeah, I liked uh, – I really like the Swanson signing for them. I honestly, like uh, in, in some of our offseason stuff, like I thought some sort of veteran would go over there. I honestly – I thought it was going to be Correa was going to end up there. Um, and then obviously we saw the whole soap opera with him, but I think the, the Dansby Swanson pickup for them is huge. I really like that pickup for them. I think he'll be a great anchor for them. Uh, that's a little bit more of a veteran presence, obviously a winning pedigree, uh, with the Braves. Um, but, and uh, like he was, I mean, he was good when he was here. He used, uh, he came up with the diamondbacks. So, um, I think that that was a great signing, uh, for them. I think he'll be great. I think he, uh, doesn't get enough credit for how solid he is because the shortstop position is so deep. Um, and, and there's so many great players at shortstop. Um, but yeah, I, I love, yeah. Nico Horner, uh, wisdom. Um, uh, I think, yeah, I think, uh, Bellinger, like you said, I think Bellinger has a bounce back year. He's another one. Um, so yeah, I think that they're going to be really, really solid and, and really, really good. So yeah. Totally with you. Love it. Nico Horner. I think, yeah, they're, they're kind of taking a page out of, out of the Braves playbook, right? Let's yuck. Let's lock up some of this young talent and be really, really good going forward. So um, I think he got underpaid. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I mean, you look at some of the Braves guys too. Like, I feel like they almost got underpaid as well. Like I think that. Yeah. But those are long is, deals <clears throat> yes, to get into sure. the early thirties and then where they get one more big contract. For sure. That's a little different. Sure. This is, this is, not even $12 million a year for an up-and-coming player who has shown promise. Yeah. Um, I think he could have gone three years, 40, maybe not $45 million, but sure. I think he's a little underpaid here. But, you know, maybe he likes it there and he took a little less to stay. Uh, yeah, either that or it's more like a prove it deal. They they kind of <laughs> were like, hey, like we're going to we're going to give you three deal three years, like right out the right out the gate. Here's a here's a kind of new contract. We don't have to worry about arbitration and all that garbage. Like here's let's do a let's do a contract. I don't off the top of my head. I don't know if he's arbitration eligible yet. But anyway, <coughs> excuse me. But yeah, like almost like a we do have some faith in you. Like let's let's have your contract take the steps with you. Like as you as you mature, and then uh, he'll probably sign a, a much bigger deal uh, the next time up. So. I would assume so unless he falls apart as a player. But right. I just want to throw that news out there because, you know, we haven't talked much about the Cubs at all this offseason because, you know, it wasn't a huge ordeal. They didn't make big, big signings outside of Dansby Swanson. But this is a pretty – as small a contract as it's a big signing for them. Because uh, yeah. if they didn't get him locked up, there are other teams out there who would want him. Oh, 100%. So I just want to get that in there, and then now we can continue with our award. Yep, I love it. 
All right. So, so next category, uh, let's go with the Cy Youngs. All right. Uh, Cy Young in the AL and the NL. Um, I will let you take the lead. You start either one, AL or NL. Where do you want to go? Who do you want to talk about? Um, I'm going to go NL first. This one's a little tougher for me because I got like <laughs> five, six, seven, eight different names I want to say. Oh, there's so many. I know there really is in the NL this year. Um, but I'm going to go with a guy I took in my fantasy. And I'm hoping I drafted the right guy because, you know, I'm still learning all these other players. All right. Yeah. Is Spencer Strider the kid for Atlanta that came out of nowhere last year and pitched yep. ridiculously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, almost. Oh, I came in second, I think, in rookie of the year voting. Yeah, so I'm going with Spencer Strider because I drafted him in the fantasy. Yep. Um, if you didn't see <laughs> awesome. my team, my pitching's pretty, pretty solid. But I feel like there were a lot of pitchers out there this year. I, I feel like pitchers are really deep position this year. I'm I'm hoping that that kind of uh, plays out for the year to to where we have a lot of these good pitchers, um, just yeah, performing and doing well and having a lot of solid pitching throughout the year. I like it. So yeah, I'm going with Strider. Who you got? All right. I, oh gosh, I, oh. I'm, I'm going to say him and like, it's, it's annoying because it's annoying to me because I hate having a theme. <laughs> and like, I, I like to bounce around the league a little bit. Right. Um, and, but I've already picked rookie of the year. I've already picked manager of the year from the same damn team, but there's just, Again, there's the part of me that for Cy Young that feels like it could be Zach Gallen from the Diamondbacks. So he was really great last year. I, man, just as he matures and as he gets better, like, yes, he's going to have to go against some absolute stud in the National League. But, man, I just, like, I don't, I'm, I'm always gun shy for the older guys, right? So, like, Scherzer and Verlander for the Mets, because I'm just, like, they could break their arm tomorrow um because because they're just they're they're older um i'm and yeah at, atlanta like with all their young talent spencer strider specifically i'm just like i'm always a little gun shy to be like pick somebody for cy young that quickly um but gallon's been around for he's still young as well but he's been around for for a few seasons now to where i'm like all right i could see it but again i just oh man I hate, I hate picking multiple thing, multiple awards from the same team. So that being said, I'm going to throw another one out there. <laughs> I'm going to cheat. I'm going to throw out two. Um, and uh, I'm going to say uh, Urias from the Dodgers. Um, I think he's been a little bit underrated uh, the last couple seasons. Uh, he had uh, a pretty solid WBC, even though he uh, was the pitcher of loss record a couple times. Um for Mexico, but, um, he's just, he's a stud. He's the ace of that Dodgers staff. Now, like it's no longer Clayton Kershaw. Um, they lost Tyler Anderson. They've got some good, uh, guys that can fill in that rotation like Dustin may and whatnot. But, uh, so their rotation will still be really good. Uh, but, uh, Urias is definitely the leader of that staff. Now, um, he is going to be matching up obviously against other aces and whatnot. Now, um, and I just looking at his numbers, like if you dive deeper into his numbers from last season, like he didn't get a lot of love talking about uh, the Cy Young. Like, I think he was still top three or four in voting, but 
he was still like way underrated. And so like, if, and, but if you dive deeper into his numbers, like he had phenomenal numbers last year. And I think he takes even another step this year and, and finally could get that Cy Young. Um, if Zach Gallen takes kind of a step back, the Diamondbacks, that two-edged sword that we already talked about, the Diamondbacks don't make the playoffs or something like that. And the Dodgers, like we think they will, uh, still make the playoffs. Then Urias is my guy. Fair enough. I like that pick. That's strong. So he's my That's solid strong. one. What about what about AL? What are you thinking over there? Oh no, you I want to hear your AL guy because mine's off all the right. wall different. Here's off the wall different. Okay, mine mine is not the wall. And honestly, I didn't have a pick here until I went to a spring training game this last Friday. So I so story story time, kids. Here we go. All right. So I go to the uh, White Sox and A's uh, spring training game. The, this this last Friday took uh so my dad and I took them to a ball game shout out to uh my kids both catching balls during the game by the way which I'm like dude I'm like I'm like in my 30s and I don't catch balls during the game like come on uh so felt a little cheated but my kids got balls so they were all excited anyway we go there Dylan Cease is pitching for the White Sox and we were sitting right next to the bullpen. And so we watched him. We were there early, right when the gates opened. So we're sitting there watching him warm up. And I'm just like, nobody is touching this mother effort this season. Like this guy is on something else. Like I know he came in second in, uh, in MVP in uh, Cy Young voting last year for the American league, but Oh my dear Lord. Like, I don't know how anybody hits him. Like I just what is standing in the, so I do this thing as a former player. I do this weird thing where I'm like, if I'm watching a pitcher warm up, there's that little shift inside of me that I'm like, I wonder if I could hit this kind of thing. Like, right. Like I'm like, what, what could I do if I, if I had made it right? Like, so there's this little part of me that's like, all right, do I, can I time it? Can I see? And I'm like, I'm like taking that little, like kind of baby step stride, like kind of feeling it in my body. Like, can I time him? And I'm watching it and, and I'm like, and then he breaks off this like breaking ball that I'm like, I would have looked the stupidest I've ever looked trying to swing at that pitch because it was just disgusting. It was so bad. And like, and not bad. Like I would have looked bad. Right. Like I, I'm just like, I'm watching this guy and I'm like, obviously I knew he was good. Came in second in voting last year, but this is the year, man. I think the white Sox are going to be better than they were um, last year with all the turmoil with Larusa and whatnot. So I think they'll be better, but Dylan Cease is my guy for American league because his stuff is just absolutely filthy. And I cannot wrap my mind around anybody else pitching better than him. Very good. I like that. That's a super strong pick. He was definitely in my thoughts of who I wanted to put up for this award. But like I said, I wanted to pick somebody like a dark horse. And I'm going to go with Jose Barrios. Ooh, okay. Um, you know, he's he's had a solid career, we'll call yeah. it that. Um, but last year was his best year, went 12-7, and seven, uh, had some decent numbers. I think – if Toronto is going to be good, this pitcher has to be dominant. And yeah. Toronto has the pieces in play. Um, I'm not going to necessarily say they got a lot better in the offseason, but it yeah. might have been more of addition by subtraction with the moves that they made. Yep. So I'm going to say with the moves they made, Jose Barrios is going to have a very, very strong season this year and surprise somebody and win the second. 
I like it. I, I, I just love his nickname too, La Maquina. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. So I, that's solid. I like it. I, I could see that happening, especially with like if the, if the Blue Jays do what I'm hoping they do. Like that could be, that could be a really solid pick. If he's, if he's leading them in wins, he's got kind of better, better numbers than even last year. <coughs> I like that pick a lot. It's definitely a dark horse for sure. Like, like you said, um, and obviously like you've got guys in the American league, like Jacob deGrom, if he's healthy, like he's always in the mix and, and whatnot. Obviously you've got Shohei in the mix as well, but I think, I don't know, man. There's there's something about with how weird this season feels. There's part of me that feels like there's going to be a little bit of voter fatigue in all of this, um, in, in all the picks, not just Cy Young, but like in in all the picks and all the voting. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of voting fatigue in terms of voters being like, eh, I don't want to pick Degrom again, or I don't want to pick Shohei again, or I don't want to pick Scherzer, Verlander, like those guys that we just pick all the time. Um, I, I do feel like there's like, I don't know. It's just a weird feeling I have of that. This whole season's going to be weird. So it's going to be, the voters are going to be weird and be like, yeah, voter fatigue. I want to, I want to pick something different this year. And so <laughs> that, that being said, let's move on to the big daddy, right? The MVP who's, this is such a weird award because everybody has different definitions of what most yep. valuable player means. And so let's jump into the MVP race um, because I know exactly who I want in, in both of these leagues. So um, let's jump into the national league first, because there's a running joke at VSN that we are all competing for the affections of Trey Turner. Um, and so I'm going to steal Trey Turner's affections first and name him as MVP of the national league. So shout out to Trey Turner, my man crush from the Phillies. And he's going to win MVP this year for the national league for just riding that WPC high, man. Like he's going to go in and he's just going to tear it up. He's going to tear it up on the bases. His power numbers are always solid. He's going to play phenomenal defense, probably win a gold glove. He's just going to absolutely dominate this season and he's going to take the MVP kudos to a smaller guy. I love when the smaller guys get MVP awards. And so I am forgoing all the big boppers that are in the national league. Trey Turner, my guy for national league MVP. Okay. Hold on. I understand your pick, completely supported. I think it's got super high odds. He, he may be the favorite. But in what way, shape, or form, outside of maybe physical stature, is Trey <laughs> Turner the smaller guy? Like, Trey Turner is easily one of the best baseball players in the world right now. 100%. He is known as one of the most, or one of the best players in baseball, and he's paid like one of the best players in baseball. 100%. So what do you mean, the smaller guy? Also, it's the same thing with like Jose Altuve, right? Jose Altuve has won an MVP too. He's still a small guy, right? Like it's still yes, it's so it you're is talking a stature physical thing. stature, okay? Yeah, physical stature. <laughs> I am I am just under six feet. I'm six feet if I stretch a little bit, and same. so like I've I've always been like rooting for the little guy. Like I've never been the the six foot four like fifty home runs guy. And so like, I, I love rooting for the little guy and like Trey Turner is 
that guy for me. Like, yes, he's not tiny. Like, we're not talking about, like, he's, okay, he's 6'2", but he doesn't look it. So he, like, and and he doesn't, like, when he gets up there to bat, like, you, he looks like a stereotypical shortstop, right? He's, he's, yeah, he's lanky, slender. he's skinnier, he's not, like, he's built like I am. So I'm just like, I see me in Trey Turner. And so, like, I want that, I want him to succeed for my own personal selfish, um, whatever uh, psychological effect that is. But <laughs> I was waiting to see what you were going to call that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure what to call that. Uh, I was but like, where, I don't go there. Like, I mean, for me, like I've always joked for myself, it's a Napoleon complex. Like I was that guy. Like I wanted to fight everybody. I wanted to get in everybody's face. Like it was just. I. I just. I, yeah. So, but he's not. He's not Jose Altuve, right? He's not 5'8", but he definitely is built more like a stereotypical shortstop of like smaller dude, skinnier dude, smaller in stature. And so I root for that. I love his speed. I love how he steals bases. He's got the smoothest slide of anybody I've ever seen. Like we've all seen those highlight reels of him sliding past home plate and just kind of sliding and popping up. And it's just, it's beautiful. I have a total man crush on Trey Turner. So uh, he's Does my your wife for, know it's this for, fan. I don't know that she does, <laughs> but, but she did say like, I, I do have this thing. Like I was freaking out with how well, like every time he was up to bat for the WBC and it was bad, man. Like I, I definitely was like, like, let's go Trey. Like I was hundred percent and a lot, but a lot of that comes that he's not a Dodger anymore. So I'm like, I can be more like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's see him dominate. Like, I'm cool. With, I'm I, like, I'm more cool with it now that he's not a Dodger. Like, if, if that makes sense. And so, like, I'm, I am on the Trey Turner bandwagon for sure. <sighs> so I would put him as the favorite. So I don't think that's like a dark horse or anything. But yeah. Any so I'm gonna poo poo on you for that part. <laughs> um, but I like the pick. So since you took Trey Turner. No problem with that. Um, I want to go. There's, I want to go one way, but I can't. So I'm going to go the other way. That's very reasonable. I'm going to go Manny Machado. Oh, good one. Really, really good one. He was close last year, man. He could have easily won it last year. Yeah, he, he absolutely could have won it last year. That's why I want to take him this year. Um, Contract year two for him, kind of, because he's he's been talking about possibly opting out. So yeah, so I mean that would be the only yeah that'd be a way to look at it. He's gonna, it's gonna be a prove it year, but yeah, I think the I think the Padres is gonna be really really good, and he's gonna be the leader of that team, and that fills the definition for MVP for a lot of play, a lot of people out there who for decide sure. who the MVPs are. So um, Machado's my pick there. Yeah, I. I like that a lot. I mean, some of the um, some of the dark horses I could see. I mean, you've got guys like Schwarber. You've got guys like Goldschmidt, Arenado. I mean, those those guys as well. Um, you've still got man. One of my ones that I was I was close to picking him. Like he he would probably be my number two. Uh, is Mookie is Mookie Betts? Um, obviously, you've got Freddie Freeman on that team as well that can make a run at it and and whatnot. But so. Lots of different options in the National League. Um, I do feel like Mookie Betts has a special year ahead of him, but I just couldn't couldn't give up my man crush, man. I like I I drafted Mookie Betts in every single one of my fantasy leagues, <laughs> but so I do think that he has a special year ahead of him. But 
that being said, Trey Turner's still my pick. Mookie maybe my number two, but there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys in the National League that can make a run at that. So, all right, let's switch it up. You go first this time on American League. Who you got? So I really want to steal who I think yours is. Oh, geez. But this is the last time I'm going to be nice to you for the rest of the baseball season. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Adley Rushman. Ooh. Of the Baltimore Orioles. He's my dark horse for MVP. And obviously this is totally predicated on the fact that the Orioles make the playoffs and have a strong season. Yeah. Um, I got to watch him a little bit in spring training this year. I'm not going to say, like, I'm super impressed. And, again, remember what I've been looking at as a catcher for the last 20 years, um, minus the offensive production the last five years from that guy. Um, whoop, whoop, Yachty. Um, <laughs> best defensive catcher of all time. So I'm not going to say I was super impressed, but the kid plays the game really well. He's yeah. he's deceptively quick. Yeah. Um, I've seen him beat out I've, a couple infield his- balls for singles. And, and even deceptively quick as a catcher, like his pop time oh, yeah. is amazing. Fantastic. So he, I think he's a good catcher. I, I, I pay more attention to catchers and pitchers than I do anybody else. Um, Adley Rushman is somebody who I think will be special long-term. I don't think the hype was too big on this kid. The question is how long does it take him to reach his max potential yeah. and be the guy for Baltimore? But if Baltimore is going to be somewhere at the end of the year, it's going to be Adley Rushman leading that team leading the charge for that. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I think that that is a, I think it's bold. I do think it's bold because he's, he does have to take, you're right. A, a lot of things have to go right. The, the Orioles have to be in uh, not just contention, but they have to be, they have to be good. They have to be really good. Um, and yeah. Does he take that next step to, to win that, that MVP award as at such a young age? Like we've, we've seen it happen before. Like guys can do it, but um, it's very difficult to beat out established guys. Um, so speaking of established guys, I think we've we've established that we are uh, throwing up some middle fingers to the established guys. Um, yeah. But <laughs> so I'm I'm with you on um, the uh, voter fatigue of like I'm not picking Judge, I'm not picking Shohei, um, even though those two guys are great. Not taking anything away from them. Um, my especially with the way that this season is in terms of what I've already said of it being kind of a little wonky, kind of a little weird, uh, of feeling, um, I'm going to say that he finally kind of steps out of the shadow steps out of the underratedness that has been just a tragedy. And Adam painter will love my pick. Shout out to Adam. If you're still in the comments, but that I am going to take Jose Ramirez from the guardians as my AL MVP. And I you think that me. he, <laughs> I tricked you. Uh, so, well, so we'll have to get back on who you think I was going to say, but uh, the, so I think Jose Ramirez is one of the most criminally underrated players in, in the league. And I think he's fantastic. I think he's a great player. He gets shuffled to the side a little bit because he's always behind the guys of like judge and Shohei and all those guys uh, that are just great. But I think he, I mean, he was in the MVP voting a little bit last year, made, made a little bit of a run at it. I think this is finally his year. He beats out uh, the the judge, the Shohei's, the Vlad, the those uh, guys. Comes uh, overrated or underratedness, excuse me. 
and finally gets that MVP award for the Guardians, who I think will run away with that division, by the way. Even though I said I think the White Sox will be better uh, and, and make a run. I think the Guardians run away with that division. But And I think because of that, because of the way the voting usually goes, I think because they run away with that division, Ramirez is the MVP. Okay. I like it. I like it. I thought you were going to go Vlad Guerrero Jr. from something you said earlier in the show. Yeah, so I, I am. I that was he'd probably be my number two, uh, in in terms of if I if I had to pick a number two, um, because I do I do have a lot of faith in in the Blue Jays this year, or or a lot of hope. I don't know if it's faith or hope or whatever what you would call it, <laughs> but um, but yeah, if if they make a run, if they win the division, he could fight for that as well. Um, and so yeah, he he'd probably be my number two, and so yes, I could totally see how. Everything that I've said up to this point, you could feel feel Vladdy for that. But uh, nope, I'm I'm going Ramirez. So shout out to the Guardians who will run away with the Central. So, all right, we are blasting through these. So let's let's get our winners. We kind of went through a lot of our division winners in previous episodes. So let's jump straight to the pennant winners. Let's go straight to who's going to be the American League pennant winner for you, Josh Edwards. See, I talked about being bold this whole time, and uh, <laughs> now, it's all, now it's all bullshit, and you're gonna pick somebody solid for the for the pennant. <laughs> well, I'm not picking the Yankees. Um, Jesus, for the AL, I struggle. I I, I know who I want to pick out of the NL. Um. <clears throat> You know what? Screw it. I'm taking Toronto. There we go. Yay. <laughs> just pick somebody different. I like it. I think I think it's bold, just bold enough to where it's like, what? But not so like outside of the realm of the possibilities that like you're an idiot. Like kind of reaction, right? Um, so I think I think that's a good pick. Um, man, I uh I, I'm with you. The American League is hard, man. Um but I am going to, gosh, I don't, uh, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the guardians. I'm going to take the guardians. That's, that's my bold pick. I've been, I've been like safe with all these picks. That's going to be my bold prediction. I'm going to take the guardians. I think that they beat out the Astros in the ALCS. Sorry to our hosts over at Back That Astros Up here on BSN. But uh, the Astros are solid. I think they'll still be good. I think they're still the favorites. I think the Yankees are still too injury prone. Uh, I don't think that they're going to do it. I can't trust anybody else, really. Um, I think the Blue Jays are good, but they have yet to really perform on the big stage. So all that to say, just the Guardians pitching is just so good. It's just so good. And so that that mm -hmm. with... Did you miss the uh, rumor that came out today? I might have. I was running around all day. So it's I'm going to call it a rumor. But there's talk that Shane Bieber may end up in St. Louis. Ooh, I don't like that. Uh, I, I mean, I know you like that, but <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like that at all. I saw um, it two different places earlier today, and I was like, no. Interesting. Way. I'll have to look into that a little bit more, see where that's coming from and what the reasoning is for that. 
but yeah, man, they're, they're pitching so good. You got him, you got Tristan McKenzie, you got a, a banging bullpen. Um, I mean, just, and then, like I said, the MVP season from Jose Ramirez, man, I think that they are finally, you've got a great manager in Terry Francona. I think they finally get to that point where it's like, he, he might not win manager of the year, but I'm taking them over the Astros in the ALCS to take the pennant. So that's, that's my big, that's my bold one. Okay. Who you got in the NL? So National League, that one is a freaking effing dogfight, man. I have gone, I have picked a different team every day for the last like five days in preparation for this show. I'm just like, man, there's so many different teams that could take it. I mean, you're looking at, uh, the, I mean, obviously the Phillies Braves Mets from the East, you're looking at the Cardinals who are always solid. I mean, you've got teams that could catch fire maybe in the Cubs or the Brewers. You've got the national league West, which is a dog fight. Like the giants are still only two seasons removed from 107 wins. You've got the diamondbacks up and coming. You've got the Padres who are just ridiculous on paper. You've got the Dodgers who are always solid. I'm just like, man, I have, I have gone around the national league so many times I am going to put it on record for the show for the National League pennant. I'm going to take the Braves. Not not really out not really an outside shot dark horse necessarily. I just man, they're just solid all the way around. I man, I just I can't pick against them. I think it'll be a dogfight for the entire National League for the entire season. I think at the end of the day, the Braves will come out the le- the least amount of blood <laughs> spewing from them and the least amount of bruises. Um, I I like the Padres on paper. I just don't have the confidence in everybody performing all the time for them. So, um, so yep, Braves are my guys. Taking the Braves. Okay, you're taking the Braves and the Guardians to win it all. Taking the taking the Braves and the Guardians in the World Series. Yeah, but who's winning that? Who's winning that series? Uh, oh, are we not? You're not going to do your picks first. You want me to do my do my World Series between the two of them first? Oh, I figured while you're there, we are. While I'm there, are. all right. So, so in a repeat of what was it? Was it 95, 96 of the of the Indians and Braves? Um, Something like that. So, kid. I'm taking. So in so well now it's the Guardians, I guess, not the Indians this time this go round. But uh, in a rematch of my childhood, <laughs> we'll say. Uh, the Braves and the Guardians, I think, finally, in this weird, off-the-wall, ridiculous season, for the first time since, I believe, what was it, 46? The Guardians take the World Series this year. I am taking the Guardians. That is my ridiculous pick. <laughs> I'm sure I'll take all kinds of crap for it. I am wow. taking the Guardians to win the World Series. They are going to be our... Uh, I don't know if I can call them world champs anymore with how awesome the WBC is, but uh, our World Series pick. Champions. That is my. Ch- those are my champions. I'm I'm taking the the Guardians from Goodyear, Arizona, baby. Uh, that that they will win the World Series this year. I think their pitching makes it happen. If they get hot enough to make it to the World Series, I would guess they would win it. Yep. They're, those are my guys, man. I, I like everything about them. I like the manager, the pitching, the lineup, everything about them. I love, man. So they're they're my guys. I got Braves and Guardians with the Guardians taking it. I think it'll be I think it'll be close though. I think it'll be a good series. 
All right, all right. So I'm going in a completely different direction. Love it. Um, I'm going to go with one of the best teams on paper in the NL. But I don't even think they're the best team. Okay. This is this is all – if they get hot at the right time, then they're going to run. And I'm going to take the Padres. All right. All right. Um, not be, and I, I, I still think the Dodgers are going to win the division. So I'm saying the Padres are going to get in at yeah. a wild card team. And then I think they're just going to get hot at the right time. Uh, Machado's going to have to tease in line. Soto's there. Uh, the pitching is serviceable. They have plenty of bats. They have plenty of defense in the lineup. Um, for some odd reason, for the first time in history, if I recall correctly, because the Padres have never won a yep. World Series. Never won it. Um have the Jays have, the Jays have won a World Series? Blue Jays have won, yeah, yeah, a couple of them. Yep. So back to back, what was that? 90, 92, 93? Oh, so, so, I almost said ninety one, ninety two. I think it's ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with that pick, I'm going to take the Padres over the Jays for the World Series. Yeah. Um, and then my future prediction is then the team dissolves and falls apart because Manny Machado opts out. <laughs> uh, Juan Soto ends up getting traded away. Um, they don't want. The they don't want to give him that kind of money. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not after. Uh, not after the World Series. So the entire team will crumble, and they'll be bad for the next twelve years after that. But that's my the Mar- outside I'll, the house. A lot of the Florida Marlins. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> no, they'll win it and then just dismantle everything. Just. Yep. Just. Just explode. I like that. I, I like that outlook. I like. I like the follow up there, Edwards. I like the follow up of of that happening after the World Series and uh them kind of dismantling everything so i like it a lot i i i can't really argue against them i i do think i mean the padres were so great last year right they got hot they got in um and then they just got kind of steamrolled like they just yeah they they almost like got burned out right and and so i think that they they have that memory they have that get up and go now this year of like all right we have that memory of kind of running out of steam now let's blast our way through that brick wall and let's go ahead and make it um so I'm good. And yeah, I love the Jays this year. I do love the Jays. Um, I just don't know at the end of the day that they can, that they can run with the guardians. So I think that, uh, that they'll, that they'll make a good run at it, but, uh, yeah, on, on paper, they're great. So, I mean, I do like, I love their lineup. And so I think that's a good pick by you. Um, so those are, those are our picks. I know a lot of people out there say, don't add us. No, please add us. Bring, bring it like bring, bring it on, check us out on, uh, on VSN, uh, baseball Twitter, um, and check me out at baseball thinking and Edwards at J Edwards underscore VSN. Come at us with your picks, man. Like don't, don't just, don't just tear us down. Have, have some ammunition there. Like have, yeah. have some, have some thought behind it. Tell us, tell us what you think and, uh, who, who your picks are and let us know what you're thinking, uh, for this, Again, I'll say it again, man. I just feel like it's going to be a crazy season. So, what's what's going to be what's going to be your pick? Let us know in the comments uh, if you're watching this after the fact, and tell us what you think will happen for the 2023 season. Until then, Edwards, you got anything else you want to cover? You want to say today? Um, I do. I have one thing, and I'm going to take two minutes of your time. All right. Yes. Got it. So here we go. Um, I want to talk about our fantasy draft. 
Yes. All right. So for those who don't know, we did a Variety Sports Network baseball draft for all the different hosts that are involved in the different shows that we have here. Uh, so it's 10 teams. Edwards and I are both in it. Um, and so it's pretty, pretty standard ESPN league there, but we're doing head to head by points. It is very pitching heavy, which I didn't really notice until we were drafting. Um, but, uh, that all being said, you have the floor Edwards go for it. So, cause I haven't done fantasy baseball in over a decade. I need to know if my team's any good, so uh, gonna, because I feel like they are going to pull up your boys here. Uh, here we go. Because I'm also in a league with the uh, with the Inglorious Batters. Shout out to that uh, podcast here on VSN. Uh, they have a uh, fantasy league that I am in as well, and that was 12 teams, so a little bit deeper. But um, all right, let me check it out here. We got Edwards on. Oops, that's my team. Hang on. Um, here we go. You're the Bush Birds. Shocker. <laughs> hey, I was right. trying to make sure. So looking, so yeah, so let's assess both our teams here a little bit. Okay, so looking your looking at your lineup here, you got some, you got some. I'll say this: you probably have the best style team. All right, in terms of just looking at your lineup, so folks, you can check this out. You've got uh, Will Smith, who's vanilla. We won't talk about him. Ty, but look at you. Look at your lineup. Just you've got a very colorful lineup. You've got Julio Rodriguez. Wander Franco, Nolan Arenado, Jazz Chisholm, Randy Arozarena, Alex Verdugo, Max Muncy, Jordan Walker, Justin Turner, CJ Abrams. So uh, going into your bench a little bit there. So man, you get style points, my man. Like it'll be, it'll be, that'll be fun to watch at least. So my picks, because I ended up with a third pick overall, and I took a pitcher first too. That yes. was the worst. Part. I took Corbin Burns first yes. for the third pick. But I think and that's picks, great. But I think that's great because of how this uh, league is designed. So you've got phenomenal relief pitching. You've got Devin Williams, who I think is one of the best relievers in the league. He might win. We didn't talk about this award, but he might win reliever of the year. Uh, I think he won it last year. I think he'll win it again. Here's um, my pick. Yeah, so he's he's a great one. But then you've got just studs for your... Um, the only one I'm a little bit iffy on that I felt like was a little bit of a homer pick. He is solid. Don't get me wrong as, but he's your number five. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong is, uh, miles from, uh, uh, your birds, but you've got Luis Garcia who uh, hopefully as long as he adjusts to the new rules will be great. Pablo Lopez, I think will be a stud for Minnesota this year. Like he was for the Marlins, Spencer Strider, your pick for Cy Young, Corbin Burns, who I think will have a big FU season, for the for the brewers um because which he's not even one i talked about for cy young he could run away with it i mean he has the possibility but oh absolutely um, so because i think yeah he could have a big fu season from the from the brewers uh kind of shafting him a little bit in the arbitration process but um so yeah i mean looking at your lineup up and now man i i am a little bit concerned and uh john um your power numbers for your lineup pitching is solid don't get me wrong pitching is completely solid i don't think you have anything to fear there um i mean you've only got uh one two guys who are projected to even get to the 30 home run mark um so that could play a little bit but you've got but you do have that being said you do have a lot of speed so dominating so i didn't bases, know base hits um, you get you get fractional points. So that for those who don't know, 
Uh, you get fractional points for uh, different, basically counting for your OPS. So you get fractional points for a single, double, triple uh, home run. So that uh, that's to avoid ties. Um, we like fractional points so that there's no tie ball games. Um, but you get fractional points. So 0.25 for a single, 0.5 for a double, etc. So your guys' speed and your guys' ability, goodness, uh, to get on base and to uh, kind of wreak havoc there, I think will help you a lot. Um, you'll have to, you'll definitely have to dominate the the OBP and the OPS side of the scorecard uh, more so than the than the home runs and RBIs, so to speak. Although, yeah, R RBIs, I think you've only got. Let's see, uh, just Arenado is your only guy projected to hit. Uh, over a hundred RBIs. Although I think I think that's projecting a little low. I think uh, Julio could do it. I think Randy Rosarena could do it. Um, shoot, even Will Smith for the Dodgers could could do it potentially. I think he had uh, ninety last year, maybe. But um, so yeah, all, overall solid. Let's take a look just because we're here. Let's take a now look. Keep over in mind who I have, and let me know if there's somebody you need to. We need to work something out. Yeah, <laughs> right. I I love trades in fantasy fantasy baseball. I uh, my my lineup never looks the same from beginning to end. So, uh, all right. So let's look at my team here, and I felt really good about my team as well. So we'll kind of look uh, around the diamond here. So going down, I do feel like I have um, a a couple of holes maybe, but uh, I feel pretty pretty confident in my lineup. I think the projection projections on my guys are a little bit low. Cause I'm in the same boat of, I only have uh, one guy that's projected to be over a hundred RBIs. I think that's bogus. Cause I'll tell you who my lineup is here in a minute, but so my lineup here, real Muto at catcher Goldschmidt at first base, Brandon Lowe from the Rays at second Bobby Witt jr. I actually moved over to third base. Um, who can absolutely fly like my stolen bases would be great. Cause I've got him and I've got Corbin Carroll in my outfield, my outfield. I don't think anybody can beat. I've got bets trout and Corbin Carroll is my outfield. So I feel pretty confident <laughs> there. I've got Xander Bogarts at my shortstop. So feeling really good there. If you go over to my pitching, my pitching it's went heavy. a little bit, it, it's heavy. I did go a little bit more on upside though, to be honest. Like, so I'm, we're looking at Sandy Alcantara, who is, again is another guy in that stacked national league that can win it. He won it last year. Um, Logan Webb from the giants, Tyler Anderson from the angels, Merrill Kelly from the diamondbacks, Tristan McKenzie from the guardians, which I just noticed is out. I don't know what's going on with that. I missed that detail, but, um, and then my relievers, I've got Scott Barlow and Camilo Duvall. I've got a really deep, because it was a pitching heavy league, I went really deep in my uh, bench. So I've got uh, Sean Manea, Kodai Senga, Jamison Tylan, uh, Cal Contrell, and Tony Gonsolin uh, from the Dodgers, who I think will have a, a, a good bounce back year. He could be actually a, a guy who could win comeback player of the year as well. But um, so that's kind of my team there. I do feel like it's pretty solid. I've got two guys going on opening day. Um, in Alcantara and uh, Logan Webb, um, you've got a couple guys as well. In uh, actually, you've got three guys because uh, I think uh, Michaelis is uh, going for you guys for opening day, right? Yes, um, he is. So he'll go. Uh, so he'll go, and then Pablo Lopez, obviously for the for them uh, for the Twins, and then um, who am I missing? Oh, Corbin, duh, Corbin Burns uh, for for the Brewers uh, going against Stroman for the Cubs, which I think will be a great game. I think that's an overrated, uh, underrated game. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. But 
So, like I said, it's a 10-team team, team league, uh, so not crazy deep. Um, and, yeah, totally. Uh, Darren jumping in there with the best style team, I think 100% goes to you. I don't think there can – I don't think anybody even holds a candle um, because I, I want to do that. We, we need to do that for an episode, actually, now that we're talking about this. We need to do an episode of, like, an all-style team, like who would our picks be for, like, an all-style <laughs> lineup. But then also go for like, I, I have one that I've been kind of making kind of in my own head that I want to kind of flesh out with you is, uh, is an all entertainment team. So the guys that you enjoy having mic'd up, the guys that are funny, the guys that are enjoyable and love the game and play it like a child, like those, those kind of guys, who would, who would we make a lineup out of that, out of those guys? Put and, that in your book. We'll do that. So we'll, we'll do that at some point this season. So stick with us. Um, so uh, we, we good on that. What are you thinking, Edwards? How, how are you feeling after my, my assessment there? No, I just didn't know if you thought it was going to work or, cause I mean, I definitely went for speed. I was thinking of the new rules. Absolutely. I was thinking of contact guys who get on base with pitchers. I took Michaelis because he eats innings. Sure. And absolutely. I was under the impression that if you get to six innings, that's like points for your pitcher. That is, yeah. So you get points for innings pitched. So it's, it, so that it's was great my to only have, reason for taking my course. No, that's phenomenal. It's great to have workhorses in this league, which this will be interesting. I didn't really tweak with the rules too much and the scoring too much. And so it's interesting kind of how it how it shook out in terms of how it's definitely weighted um toward towards pitching. So um we'll we'll have to we might we might need to make some adjustments <laughs> for next year. Uh but, okay. uh, but I I love it. Yeah, no, no, no. At, Draft is done. We're in. We're all in. Let's, okay. let's do it. Uh, we'll give you some updates here and there. Um, stay tuned for some of our team updates. Obviously, Edwards has uh, some updates that he's going to be doing for the Dodgers. Uh, I have some updates that I'm going to be doing for the Nationals and all of our fun friends that we had on last week uh, with our rigged spinner uh, that <laughs> everybody got uh, their pick. So stay tuned for those. Um, all of that to say, we didn't do our three strikes and we're out, uh, segment this time around because we wanted to really stick with our predictions. Um, so we'll bring that segment back, uh, this Friday as we do our, uh, opening day special, uh, we'll have two full days of baseball to cover and to talk about how awesome opening day was on Thursday. So come join us again on Friday, but let us, uh, know down in the comments, your picks for all the divisions, for your winners, for the awards. Let us know what you think, and we'll tell you how terrible your picks are. No, we'll be we'll be semi-nice. But uh with that, even though we didn't have this, even though we didn't have this segment, Josh Edwards, will you send us out? Uh, I'll get our our uh our videos here ready so that you don't have to worry about that. Um, but will you send us out with a great strike three call to get us all hyped up? for opening okay. day on Thursday. Hype us up. Get us out of here. You set the bar so high. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Three strikes. You're up. <laughs>